This is MindSense Podcast with Monique and I am joined by a very, very, very special guest today. Someone who is probably my oldest friend. Yeah, probably my oldest friend. <laughs> so I've known him all my life and today I have the pleasure of introducing him to you guys too. So we have Shaq. Yay. Hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, once I'll say first and foremost, um, you know, I appreciate you for having me on the podcast. You know, I think you've been doing like an amazing job so far. So it's just no matter what lockdown or not, you know, you, your mind is on a, on a straight path. Thank you so much. See, guys, this is why I had to have him. He's amazing. Just speaks life into you. So the reason why I kind of wanted to have you on this episode, well, not kind of, I do want to have you on this episode. (laughs) I feel as though like you're unlike anyone that we've ever had on the podcast before in terms of how you think and how you process things. And I wanted to bring a fresh perspective to the podcast, which is something that I feel like you bring in every conversation that we have no matter what we're talking about like only it was only like a few weeks ago we were talking about finances and even then what was you talking about it was investing wasn't it oh right yeah 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 uh stocks dividends and even there like I was learning so much but it's a thing of like whatever we talk about I always feel like I'm learning something new and that's something that a lot of people that are listening will benefit from as well We've had conversations in the past which have highlighted our differences as well as our similarities. And particularly when I say that, I mean like particularly with regards to faith and our beliefs and our guiding principles and, you know, what we live by. And I feel like it's important for me to kind of showcase that on this podcast to show people that you can still maintain friendships and embrace each other's differences. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, nail on the head, really. Uh, I always kind of viewed... Everyone, you know, in this life, everyone just has to, everyone's basically figuring it out. That's just the, mm-hmm. the most foundation, you know. Um, yeah. Everyone starts life and they just take the the right values from life experiences and just try to figure out the best things for themselves. So I never saw that people needed to be one way or another. It's just at the end of the day, we just all have to come together and um, think of the bigger purpose of of the plan really of life yeah yeah that's that's a good point to make actually I think especially about coming together because we live in such a divided society um and I feel like it's almost as though the world kind of finds even more ways to divide us not to bring it back too far too soon but even something like race it is not something that's always been in existence it's it's a concept that was created I mean now we know ourselves to be black but at the time yeah we were not born (laughs) and then people are like okay you're black and this is what it means to be black it's something that was rather put upon us and um yeah even that's just one example of ways that we divide ourselves we divide ourselves in terms of class we divide ourselves in terms of um our beliefs and I'm not saying that's not necessary um in some aspects but I think it's also important to look at what brings us together and what makes us similar as well as what makes us different so that's something as well I want to touch on no I think even to start from there especially when it comes to to race and I know ideally just for everyone everyone's trying to whoever they meet everyone's trying to put someone else in a certain box in a certain category Mm -hmm. right when you first meet someone for the first time your idea of you're painting this picture of who this person is and based on what they tell you and based on the characteristics that they have, 
you now have like a mini library of that individual. But what that also means, as you were saying, that library that you've created, based on what they say, maybe if it's religion, maybe their political views, because of the, let's say the energy around that particular culture or viewpoint, that will be used, whether it's for positive or negative aspect of how you look on that, it will still be used anyway. So because this person is this way, that must mean that they also are attached to this way of behavior or this way of being as well. That's very true. I think that a lot of the time we try and stigmatize people before we even give them a chance to truly represent who they are. And, you know, a good a good example is, like you mentioned, politics. We're currently living through the American election. So that's when this is being recorded, guys. And <laughs> you see, we, we see so much division there. Yeah. And people assume that because you may vote one way, then you have all these other set of beliefs that are attached to you. And I feel like in a way, obviously you vote for what you represent and you vote for what you believe is the best, not only in your own self-interest, but also for the best of your country. But as well as that, um, when you vote, there may be some principles or policies that you do agree with. And there may be some policies that you don't. But to stigmatise one person based off of a decision that they make or political party that they ascribe to, I think is wrong as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's going to come full circle, by the way. So we'll <laughs> That's right. put the pump the brakes on that convo for now. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of brings me to today's topic, which I wanted to ask you based on our differences. So the question I wanted to kind of frame today's podcast around today was is the bible relevant in today's society um also in your personal life and to what extent so I suppose I want to start by first of all asking you would you I think we've we've had this conversation maybe like many years ago yeah but it'll be good for the purpose of people listening for you to give some insight so would you describe yourself as a Christian currently I wouldn't okay I wouldn't um if I can uh is that the to elaborate on it? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel from a young age, I remember because obviously my um, my parents, especially my dad, he was a, a Seventh Day Adventist. So that's how I was brought up. So the mm-hmm. Sabbath on the um, on the Saturday, and I think it's it's a good. It's funny that you actually um, asked that question because it's it's a question that I've asked myself a couple times. Because, I mean, even I guess we're going like very far into the future, but I always thought in terms of in terms of me having my own children based on my based on how I've lived my life and how I've grown, what would be some of the values that I'd like them to have? I know it's so yeah. it's so far into the future, but it's interesting because I mean, I think from maybe from primary school, uh, that was kind of the the mindset really you know with religion and that standpoint so I think probably from secondary school my idea was gaining knowledge seeking knowledge knowledge being whether it's history knowledge being whether it's religion or just knowledge and knowledge of self really so from that point years went on and it mainly was just understanding me as a person just kind of what things do I really need to take you know what are the values that I need to take from any aspect of things, you know. I think um, I would just say I, I was speaking to someone the other day and um, they were asking me a similar question. And I think the best analogy that I had or that I could think of was, and I, 
I don't mind. Uh, I'd love to get your viewpoint on it as well, actually. So. Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm coming in. I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of how I've kind of pictured it, is if I would take, say, we we okay. So we know as the the tree of life, one thing we've heard of, uh, or the tree of knowledge. Do you mean in the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely referenced in many places. And one viewpoint that I pretty much had was if I was to view every, because there's so many different types of religions, right? And whether it's by choice or whether it's through through uh, family inheritance, I would say, because you, you can grow into that. Yeah. I kind of see it as taking it a viewpoint as each religion as a fruit of a tree, of the tree of knowledge. Because I feel everyone has this similar mindset to be the best type of person they can be uh, to entrust the best values that they can possibly have you know to live with a certain level of virtue right yeah but what as we was touching on before what tends to happen is because this person is of another race or or another religion sorry and they don't align with the same viewpoint that i have you can see how there's a level of divide when in actual fact there's many aspects that can be taken from each religion of many similarities that can be taken because um, at the end of the day the, the the important values is what you stand by from it so I so I always thought like if I was to give if there was a new tree that was just discovered and I was to give five of my friends five fruits that fell from the tree and if each person talked about one aspect that really stood out the most from it so one person looked at how the shape of the fruit, you know, how it visually looked. One person was very focused on the scent of it. One person was focused on how it felt in terms of touch. Uh, one person was really stuck on how it sounded in terms of maybe it's, it's hollow. And that aspect that they've taken from it. With that different viewpoint, it all comes pretty much from the same place. But you use the things that stood out to you most about it oh to, to kind of distinguish it do you mean right yeah okay I see where you're coming from um yeah first of all thank you for sharing that see I feel like I'm always learning something from you and I'm sure everybody that's listening is catching all of these gems too but I wanted to touch on some things that you said yeah you mentioned there being different types of religions and I think that's important because when we look at I'm a Christian as if anybody's listened to this podcast there's no doubt that they will probably know that by now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm a Christian and I was just looking at Christianity today in terms of like some statistics and stuff. Yeah. And within Christianity, um, the largest denomination is Catholicism. Right. But within Christianity, there's many different types of Christians, if you will. And some of them, I would say, are Christians according to the word of God and others, I would say, aren't. And it's not for me to make that judgment between who's a Christian and who's not. But if we're going back to biblical principles, yeah, some of the things that define what a Christian is, it does not, is not consistent with the way that religion interprets the Bible. Right. A good example is Jehovah's Witnesses. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say they're Christians, but that's another conversation for another <laughs> day. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we spoke about different types of religions. And I think that within that that's maybe some of the, the reason why a lot of people don't ascribe to Christianity because they see it as so divisive within itself. Yeah. I can even recall conversations that I've had with Muslims and they've said to me, you know, um, 
if if Christianity is true, if it's the right religion, why is it that you guys can't even make up your mind on a single interpretation of it? Why is it that you have so many different denominations? Because like with Islam, <laughs> it's like it's one, it's one religion sort of thing. And everybody knows that they believe in Allah and this is what they believe. Yeah. But with Christianity, it's not like that. There's so many different denominations that it can almost be overwhelming but confusing for some people and because of that they're just like look I don't want to be they're just like look I don't want to be a part of this at all like these people can't even decide amongst themselves and I think that and um to kind of give some background I was having a conversation with Joel about this as well the other day and we were talking about why there are different denominations and he asked me he was like why there's so many denominations within Christianity yeah and I think the best way that I can explain it is that every denomination emphasizes one particular aspect of faith so it's kind of similar to what you were saying in terms of the tree and the fruit and you may have a fruit but one person may be paying attention to this aspect of it and one person may be paying attention to another aspect in the same way in Christianity let's say um, a Pentecostal church they may place a stronger emphasis on um, the importance of the Holy Spirit as opposed to a church that's um, Presbyterian for example or a church that's um, evangelical places the emphasis on um, evangelism and also with the Holy Spirit but how it interprets that is different and I think that when we look at religion rather than seeing those differences as a weakness as I got older I began to see them as a strength of my faith because I'm like wow like we have so many different things that we emphasize and that we bring to and you know it all as long as it all kind of points back to Jesus and the truth of the gospel then I think that there's not a problem with having a Baptist church and an evangelical church and a Presbyterian church as long as all those things point back to the truth of the scripture yes um yeah no I think no I was saying just agreeing with what you're saying um that's really what it comes down to I think everyone's trying to say how what they do is maybe a lot better than what someone Mm -hmm. else does and even the point that you touched on there within christianity you know you have different types of viewpoints you know why is the sabbath on a saturday when it's on a sunday you know there's many different conversations that people have yeah and to be honest it's it's vast like in terms of it's not to be complex but it's just Christianity in itself has got a lot of value that's brought to the table and it can't be I guess it can't be served on one plate there's many different ways to um to share out the, to serve out what some of the teachers that it gives and provides you know and just kind of understanding that perspective yeah so you mentioned as well about everybody striving to be the best type of person the best version of themselves and possessing virtue as a quality but I think that a good point to kind of tease out there is that when we speak of virtue and what it means to be the best type of person that is different according to every religion and background and um you know every every set of principles that you live by um for example let's say that the best version of myself was Okay, this is this is a good example. Um, <laughs> I was watching this program last year um, where it was in a remote village in, I want to say Namibia. I think it was in a remote village in Namibia. Okay. And um, 
there was it was a tribe so it kind of went into the life of a tribe and these people lived like within their own community they had their own set of rules their own kind of established way of living right right and as a woman what was seen as virtuous was to have many children and as a man what was seen as virtuous was to be married to many different women so polygamy was something that was strongly encouraged in that community now to them that is what being the best version of yourself looks like either having multiple wives or having multiple children because it was seen as you're more established in society right um i can't remember the name of the documentary was on channel four by the way so if sure if anybody wants to search it you can find it but um it just it kind of showed me as well that virtue was so relative because to us it's like what if you by by the by western standards if you were to live that way then you'd be called a whole bunch of names and none of them would be virtuous (laughs) it's true it's true true. but to them that's what virtue looked like and i think for us um it's so different and even within my faith what i understand virtue to look like as a christian woman the bible speaks of a virtuous woman um in proverbs 31 and what what I understand by the word virtue is so different now to what I previously did. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. No, I think uh, that is another point, really. Uh, I guess based on your upbringing and based on the the community that you live in, mm-hmm. and especially now because we live in such a um, a mass media uh, sort of society. So yeah, we are learning not only from our inner surroundings in terms of our um, uh, the family that we have but we're also picking up habits and we're learning things from tv shows from the news from movies you know so we kind of build up certain things that okay we think this is acceptable which it might not be but because everyone's doing it to the world it's acceptable but it might yeah. not be the best uh, virtues to have, as you were saying. Whereas when you're in certain, when you live in certain locations and you brought up in certain uh, situations, then you wouldn't have those same type of virtues. I mean, it's like they say with the, um, uh, with the Amish, right? They're, they don't use technology, you know, yeah. or as much as we do. And they have a do they actually not use it i've heard that a lot i've heard that quite a lot like if if anything if if the usage is there i don't think it's as much as oh it's like minimal basically right so like they they only use it if they have to because i was thinking like in this day and age especially with coronavirus like there's no way for you to kind of live not using technology well in terms of to live well i mean even to to dive into what it means to to like the in terms of life and lifestyle because I, I know there's a lot of things that we are used to as a society but we might not need you know um as much yeah. as technology is amazing there's always other things that will come with the territory yeah, that's that's true I think that where that kind of 
a good a good example which is very it's something that my dad always used to say but I'm actually living that reality right now is the tv so and my phone <laughs> and my computer he always used to say don't sit so close because you're yeah. gonna need glasses and lo and behold or here cross I am. Or, or cross side <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I haven't got that far yet but um, <laughs> I do wear glasses all the time so yeah obviously there's there's so much wealth you can get from the television in terms of knowledge but then there's also the downsides like you said oh wow I, I'm thinking like I, I'm trying to remember if you if you used to wear glasses a lot if anything it might have been I never you know yeah I don't think you did and then oh, I, wow. I probably started like when I got to about year eight when is when I needed them a lot and then from there, it was just a thing of like, I couldn't see without them. Oh boy, you should have, yeah. you should have sat further back from the TV. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even lie. I say that, but when we is, uh, when I'm in the office, uh, obviously, because I'm programming, working with computers, I might have uh, three monitors. And I know in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking around and everyone's got glasses. <laughs> everyone's got either contacts or glasses. Oh, literally. You mentioned that you wouldn't describe yourself as a Christian, but I would want to ask you as well, what would you then say are your guiding principles for life? Because for me, when I look at the principles by which I live my life, yeah, even before I knew it, they were more or less biblical or somewhat related to the Bible. Um, for example, like to love and to serve God. Okay, that was something that took more precedence after I became a Christian but to love others is another biblical command to give generously to be diligent to be hardworking. these are things that people just tend to live by anyway but for me they hold a lot more weight because they're biblical principles right but for you like what would you say are the guiding principles of your life I would say for me it would be spiritually in tuned you know um taking the so taking the laws of how different laws and aspects of how life is you know um the laws in terms of like you know we know of the law of attraction we know of karma we know of the law of consequences you know even on, in its basic form like in terms of a seed there are there are certain aspects of behaviors and actions that we just kind of innately know mm-hmm. are probably not right and probably we know we shouldn't do. But that being said, I think if someone was to ask, so it's, it's a very clear question to ask, but I would always say if anyone was to ask me that I'm spiritual, because at the end of the day, that's, that's just how I find my viewpoint at, you know? So one thing for me is what that would mean is I spent a lot of time learning about, you know, just, just different aspects of life. And that's quite interesting. Like, why do people... Why would people meditate? Why would people, you know, in terms of the power of thought, why are these things relevant? That's actually what I was just about to ask you. Like a lot of people now would describe themselves as spiritual, but what does that actually mean to you? Like to me, my spirituality um, means ascribing to the Christian faith, yeah. but also in that um, practicing prayer, practicing reading my Bible, practicing um, living out the ways in which the Holy Spirit enables me to live yeah. or to move or to act um so to me that would be what i would describe as spiritual or even my obedience to the holy spirit yes um but what does what does spirituality look like from the perspective of somebody that doesn't do that i always saw it as for me someone who 
someone who's a seeker of knowledge, someone who's a seeker of, of spiritual things, things that are spiritual. You know, uh, there's so many aspects in terms of for Christianity, as you said, the Holy Spirit, um, even in church, it, it's so interesting because they were saying even centuries ago, the difference between us being Christians and say another culture being a Christian, there was different aspects. Do you mean like Western culture or do you mean in terms of the timeline? So like, um, like maybe like a hundred years ago, we're meant to be a Christian and now like, yeah, no, I would say in terms of the, the cultural aspect. Oh, okay. One thing they never understood was how for us, like the, the, the way how, how we were, the way how we praised, the way how we were so enriched mm. with life. And, you know, at some aspects, people will be caught by the Holy Spirit. And at one point, I mean, it's common knowledge now that many people know, but at one point, people from other races, people from other cultures, I should say, never really understood or never got that idea of why we were able to feel, why was this this energy source so different when we applied it to to our, uh, to our base and our, our faith, you know? So yeah. I've always taken back to, I guess, the point of just the tree of knowledge, a seeker of knowledge, you know? And in that aspect, so understanding understanding spirituality you know what makes me the best type of person but the best type of being you know the, the best type of individual you know um what things can i practice in terms of the basic forms of energy for example you know how energy is trans transmitted between one person to another you know just at a young age i always thought it was interesting how oh, you had you had different thoughts because at a young age I was thinking the <laughs> I was thinking how I'm gonna get a pair of Heelys. I was literally thinking <laughs> what can I say to my mom that's gonna cause her to fork out a hundred pounds to buy me Heelys. You know, funny. I think the I think the funny thing is I I mean obviously I'm like any other children. I loved playing games and things like that. But one thing I did notice is that I would think a lot. And I've really understood that now. I would really spend a lot of time just thinking, you know. Um, I had so many questions and so many unanswered questions. Do you feel like you got those answers, though, like, as you grew up? Or do you just kind of made peace with the fact that there's certain things that, as human beings, it's just beyond our knowledge and our understanding and we may never know? Oh, that's it. I think as I, <laughs> I, think as I dipped my toe, I realized, oh, there's a very big ocean. There's a really, yeah. really big ocean of oh. just, just your toe. <laughs> that that's the thing, you know, because you can't, <laughs> you can't dive in. You you go crazy. <laughs> you no, go it's mad. true. But... You know, I think the more, you know, I mean, obviously, I would never say that I I know enough. I think the more I know, I realize this. I'm. It's barely the surface. It's maybe one or two percent, if anything. You know, I always, I always, another example that I would say to, to people is even if you look at, uh, oh boy, say if you look at like in our solar system, how that's kind of charted out. And then you look and they pull it back and you see the galaxy and you know, those pictures that they show you, oh, this tiny speck is the sun and this tiny speck is earth. And you're just thinking to yourself, well, I thought earth was so large. But into comparison to the, the grand scheme of things, it's such a small margin, 
you know, which kind of made me believe that, you know what, there's a lot of things that we need to, A, we need to, whether you want to or not, just find the time to kind of find out more. You know, there's so much more to life. And from a B standpoint, it's just so vast. Uh, Can I ask you this question though? Yeah. Because this just kind of came to me. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, based on what you've just said, do you feel like the Bible kind of restricts our understanding of that or enlightens it? And the reason why I'm asking that question is yeah. because a lot of the conversations that I've had with people that um don't believe um in Christianity is that they say things like the Bible, you know, there's there's more to life than what's in the Bible. It's is written by man therefore you can't really trust it (laughs) um it restricts your understanding of the world like you need to kind of read beyond that yeah and I believe that is important to read beyond that to understand why you believe what you believe because a lot of the time as Christians I think we're kind of to blame in the fact that we we don't present Christianity well in that we don't always we're not well read so we don't know anything beyond what right we read and because of that we don't have any conviction like a true sense of conviction I mean as in if somebody were to say to me why do you believe um in the bible I could point to it I could speak of it from a historical perspective yes the fact that you know chronologically it makes sense there are things that were spiritual that were spoken about in the old testament that have now come to pass in the new testament years like hundreds and hundreds not two minutes later but yeah, years right, later right, right. how would those those two people are not even connected yeah. um a good example was like the prophet joel in um joel 228 he speaks about the gift of the spirit and the spirit falling upon men and having dreams and visions and we then see that come to pass in the book of acts when the holy spirit was poured out upon those people and they began to speak in new tongues yeah and you see even within that that kind of chronological aspect of like how would that even make sense if it were not true but yeah just to go back to that question of asking you no um, yeah I mean just to elaborate on that I think one thing that for me personally and I say this strongly I would never I would never give a negative opinion on what someone else's beliefs are you know and I say that in terms of I've never said even for people that I speak with that I had a problem with um with any religion especially christianity i think if anything you learn so much from what they provide you know um that's why that's why i i see it as seeking knowledge because there's no that journey doesn't stop you know i i always know even from when i grew up there's so many virtues that i learned there's so many things that i uh that i understood that gave me a better understanding you know, gave me solid principles to work off of. So, yeah. so you don't think so in that? I suppose you would be saying in that that you don't believe that it restricts your understanding. Oh no, of course not. I if think, anything, it enlightens it. Basically. Yes, based on based on how you are, it will shed light on the things you need to focus on, and whether you whether you want to dive deeper into that understanding, or whether you want to get a different perspective and find similarities within it so it can better enhance your knowledge on that particular topic. But I definitely say like, I guess from what you're saying, I guess there is the standpoint of individuals that feel uh, it's, it, this type of practice and belief should be forced upon you. And there are other people that are just saying, Do you know what, it's fine. You know, I know what my beliefs are 
and if that's your belief then that's that's your belief you know so I, I i think that's one thing that i did find but it never wasn't an issue but i just thought it was at some aspect maybe for us being black as well it was kind of you should be a christian or you need to be a christian at some points speaking um about christianity being forced upon you um obviously we are the oldest of friends i don't know if you had any friends before me but i feel really betrayed if you did <laughs> no i can't lie i think i think you literally are one of my longest friends i gotta say well i mean it's from yeah. like when we were children isn't it it's like even <laughs> even before then yeah before we were even born Little but types. um obviously our moms have been friends for the longest and um in that way i think we kind of grew up similarly in that we weren't raised in like an overly religious household but over time we kind of developed our own set of beliefs and our own understanding and things like that and I I wanted to say as well like I think if Christianity had been forced upon me I don't think I would have responded to it so if the the whole thing of like me going to church just because I'm black and it's what I'm meant to do and black people go to church on a Sunday then (laughs) I think that my whole understanding of what it meant to have a relationship with God would be so different because it would feel so much more of an obligation than something that I actually desire and I think for a lot of people that's what's kind of pushed them away from faith is the fact that they've seen Christianity practiced in their households as an obligation rather than a desire it's like okay let's just go to church because this is what we do rather than Right. You know, this is right. how we have a relationship with God. But also on the other side of that, seeing that relationship with God modeled outside of church, um, when you go back into the family home and that institution and how what does what does faith look like in your family home? Does it look the exact same as it does on a Sunday or is yes. it entirely different? Right. And yeah. that kind of side of things or I don't know if you can call it hypocrisy, but I suppose to some extent it is, is what puts a lot of people off as well. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, f- I'll say from my aspect, I guess it was. I know, I, and it wasn't forced upon me. It was. Mm. I just the same from just you know from how I was when I was younger. I really wanted to seek information. I wanted to find as much information as possible. Um, and I know I definitely had many conversations. I guess you kind of said you touched on it slightly. Is doesn't it feel like a an overload, or do you feel like you're confusing or you can be uh, it can be conflicting at times but I feel it's like with any experience you have you take the best things from it and you work with it uh, not everything that you need in package you know um, but I think if everyone has the the mindset where if I am to help you then I am to help you and I'm to help you to the best of my ability but it will never be something that should be forced upon. But that's one thing. I was going to say, that's one thing that I can definitely take away. And you know what? Yeah, that's that's what I said. Like, it's really good how you kind of challenge me in terms of my thinking. Like a lot of Christians, they kind of look down on Jehovah's Witnesses or see them as like a mockery or something. But their zeal and their compassion for what they this particular way in which they interpret the word of God is something that a lot of us could really take away. Like if we were to put as much effort into evangelism as um, Jehovah's Witnesses were, we would see a difference in the world. If we were to have their determination towards other aspects of our lives, like our careers or other things, 
there's definitely some great values to take from that practice but they get I guess they get the type of image that they get because of how forceful they can be at times and it's not that there's the right or wrong thing it's just you know when you generally have that passion for something this is this is exactly that you know it's how you change your perspective it's how you change your viewpoint because the same as way how we're saying this we've got other people that's focusing on the negative aspect oh my gosh why are they knocking at my door why are they you know disturbing <laughs> my peace but if you really yeah. pull that back and flip sides so you're on the other end of the door you're telling me your faith is that strong where you are literally going from door to door and you want to really express and share the passion that you have for the belief that you have that's amazing because what that, that shows is, is that shows a level of courage and confidence because i tell you what everyone can talk but if it came down to it and you said to knock on 10 doors i guarantee you from the second door that slammed on them they're not going to want to do it they're going to find some reason to not want to do it anymore because it's, it might be discomforting you know so it shows the level of character that you have when you can push through that because no matter what anybody says that's that's where your mindset is for as long as i've been a christian i don't think i've knocked on 10 doors so that's there's definitely something to be learned <laughs> there's, there's something to be learned there so if you have just just from this conversation like so far what i've kind of understood from how you've explained it to me and how you view the bible is that it's still relevant in terms of it's something that you can draw from rather than something that you ascribe to would you say that's a right depiction yeah i would say based on the individual um, yeah i guess because everyone i mean like you yeah. though oh yeah no of course yeah I would yeah, say yeah. That, so yeah. it's something that you draw from rather than something that you solely ascribe to yeah i would say that in terms of the bible what do you think makes it seem as though it's less relevant to society when when we speak about that whole conversation of whether the Bible's relevant I think that the way in which we apply it to our lives today and the way in which we interpret it through the lens of the world today is really important and um, for me personally how I kind of look at it look at it and how I've come to the conclusion that it's not only relevant but it's something that's worth me living my life by by looking at it in terms of this so when when I read the bible I kind of separate it into two things one being the acts of God so how did God respond in this situation when people did this how did God respond even asking questions yeah. like when did God respond and if he didn't respond immediately why a good example is like Sarah and Abraham um 25 years later after the promise that they would have a child they gave birth to to Isaac and I was thinking like okay well to some people that would contradict the nature of a good God because it would be like God if you're so good then why is it that you made these people wait after they already were barren um but you need so you have to kind of take that in context and I think it's important to kind of when we look at the Bible look at the acts of God but also in terms of what do these acts reveal about the character of God and that's something that I'm constantly seeking out not just looking at the Bible in terms of, okay, so it says this, this, and this, and this is what that means for me. Yeah, something that I'm being more intentional about doing now is looking at the context, then the content, 
which right. wasn't what I used to do. So I used to just dive straight in and look at the content and think, yeah, that sounds great. I'll put that on my back and yeah, that's for me. But um, now I think in order to get a true understanding of exactly who God is and to reveal his character to myself more, um, I'm going to need to, first of all, examine the context, then the content, because that then tells me the why that answers so many of the questions around the character of God, which is why people yes. no longer think the Bible's relevant because they're like, well, why God is so mean? Why does God allow people to suffer? Why does God allow this? And if you just take the verse and you pull it out of the actual context, then yeah, it can look that way. But if you read the context around it first, you're like, oh, okay. Now I see why God took long to respond. That's now I see thing. why he may have allowed this to happen to this group of people. Now I see why they were in exile all of these yeah. things because i think one i think one thing that is uh, conflicting with many people just to touch on that example is people look around the world and they look at how certain people are treated for example and they look at how certain situations that people get themselves in and the first thing they would say is oh whoa whoa well how can god allow this right and i don't know even from that perspective I never would I never would place blame to one thing you know because we always know that as you were saying there's so many factors that plays a part in it you know it's the idea that we have some level of free will right and people are going to do what they feel they're going to do and based on how they impact individuals that that's going to dictate it yeah you know because that's that's one thing that's been given to us it's, it's just it's i mean it's so interesting that that free will is um it's a very powerful thing it is because you yeah. you'd think based on that like there's certain it's it's very interesting free will and and having values are very um they're very closely related um, because it's funny because the more free will you have, the more there is more pressure on keeping certain values that you keep because mm-hmm. I think you've got more thought process, you've got more ideas, you've got more things uh, that you can do. So it's now not only the free, the free will or the value of things, it's now looking at the choice that you have that bridge that's the bridge between them both because we all can make any choice that we want and based on those choices that will dictate next year the next five years 10 years and and so on by the way I have I have an episode on that so I don't know if you've seen it but just a quick plug I have an episode called why did God allow me to suffer and that answers some of that question around why does God allow suffering and the whole idea that you can blame God for things that go wrong and the yeah so I think it's it's in the second season so yeah go check it out and yeah it kind of touches on that I think ultimately as well just going back to that whole idea of the bible not being relevant and people questioning the character of God because of the things that happen in this world but also in the bible like seeing people uh, murdered seeing things happen that are ultimately bad and using that as a cause for doubting the goodness of God I think the reason why many people don't see the Bible as relevant is because they look for themselves in the Bible instead of looking for God and I'll explain that 
Um, so let's say like you read a scripture, right? And you're thinking, hold on, this doesn't fit my culture. This doesn't fit where my life is. Therefore, right. it's irrelevant. Like it's, it's easy to read um, something can be like, okay, well, that doesn't apply to me now. I think sometimes we kind of look at the Bible and we think like, how does this apply to me now? How does this apply to where I am? And we look for ourselves so much that we don't end up looking for God. And I think that because of that, we have this self-centered view of the scripture that the beauty of God never ends up getting revealed to us because we're so self-centered as we read the word of God. And just to kind of flip it on the other side and say that even if you were to kind of read the Bible and interpret it in terms of your own life, you would see that a lot of the things that people have experienced are so relevant to what we're experiencing even now. Like this week I was reading that Elijah was suicidal and I didn't know that before. So I was, I was reading a scripture and Elijah was basically asking God to take his life because he was like, I don't want to live anymore. And especially like, as we're approaching, if not in the second lockdown already, that's something that a lot of people can relate to like mental health issues and feeling suicidal. And it's like, well, how did God respond in that situation? What did he do to help Elijah asking those kind of questions that, revealed the character of God, revealed the nature of God through his acts. What did he do that meant that Elijah could become, um, he could find hope again in his situation? What did God say? And I think looking at the Bible in terms of that has helped me to understand God more, but also to see the consistency in the faithfulness of God, knowing that he's the same today as he was all those years ago, but also increase my faith because when, when you see God continually being faithful throughout those scriptures and seeing God yeah. say things like, cast your burdens upon me for my yoke is easy and my burdens light. Um, cast your cares upon me, sorry. Then it's like, okay, well, I saw that Elijah was able to cast his cares upon God all those years ago, but that's the same God that I'm able to cast my cares upon today. And I think that that that's whole it. understanding yeah. of who God is has greatly enhanced my understanding of the bible but also my view that it's so relevant because i see things like suicide that are things that people go through today i see things like people not being able not being able to have children and that disappointment why i mean i mean look this is this is it just exactly what you're saying i think people need god uh more than ever now because there's so many things that people have to deal with that they didn't have to deal with in the past you know we're we're going through we're going through such a time where everyone is just comparing themselves to everyone else you know I think we're not realizing that we're literally watching millions and millions of people come from so many different perspectives and so many different experiences that we're not all going to be running at the same pace in this race yeah you know but it shows you i mean it's it's faith faith is very needed you need to be grounded in faith because there's too many things happening you need something to you need something to feel guided you need something to 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 feel like it's supporting you that's you true know? so i do it's just something that's boy it's, i don't know i look on it now and i just think like my little siblings uh, my little brother, my little brothers, and my little sister. I think, like, wow, like for them to use social media now and then be in our age, I have no idea what that's going to be like, you know, because we didn't grow up 
like kind of watching all these different people at our age or younger achieving all these things and it makes you believe that you should have achieved it by now you know so even touching on suicide that's one thing that they were saying like the they were t touching on the statistics of the suicidal rates and how it's impacted and why people are not feeling happy in themselves you know so very very yeah yeah that was such a reflective point as well especially on understanding the importance of faith in this time in particular but yes, thank you so much, Shag, for coming on. I'm sure this conversation has been really enlightening for everybody that's been listening. And everybody has at least one thing I'm certain of that they can take away from this that will challenge how they think. And I think that's why it was so important for me to have you on this episode, because one of the things I've noticed is that you always challenge how I think. And I think it's good for other people to have that experience too. So thank you once again. I think it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, regardless you know I mean that's that's what I like doing to be honest with you like I love having conversations because that's the only way that you can open yourself up to a different viewpoint you know um, to learn different things you know so I do appreciate 100% man no problem these conversations are needed <laughs> they are they are needed and I think it's good for us to have conversations outside of the normal circle within which we always do because there's something new to be gained so this has been MindSense podcast with Monique and you can follow me at MindSense pod that's m-i-n-d-s-c-e-n-t-s pod on instagram and there you can find all the latest episode trailers plugs and all good things pertaining to the podcast so thank you guys for listening so much and have a blessed week bye bye guys